Hey, everybody, it's yours truly, the Iceman, Jamie Dundee, and you're listening to Wolfie D's Live and in Color, because don't diss the man or we'll bum rush your mother. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13, to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more, nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Hey guys, welcome once again to Live in Color with Wolfie D, and we have got the episode that we've been working and working and trying to catch the slippery son of a bitch, <laughs> Jesse Ice, and we yeah. finally got him on today. And, and Jimmy, um, we know this was going to be a wild one, and I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there. If you are easily offended, um, if you are, you know, super... Um, Snowflakey. I don't know. I don't know how it's really nice to say it. it you, you may want to skip this one. Uh, I'm just putting that out there. There's the Jamie. We all know Jamie says things uh, that uh, can offend some people. So that's the warning. <laughs> Listen anyway. Who cares? Come on, get over it yourself. You know that's what I say. Put that out there. But. Yeah. No, and that makes sense, man. But hey, look. First off, I thought we were doing a Halloween episode, and then yeah. you're like, no, no, no. I got something different, and I'm like. It's Halloween. It, today's Halloween. Let's. What are we gonna do? I got something different. And I said, well, "What do you got?" And he said, "Jamie Dundee." And I'm like, <laughs> "Like everything." I mean, it was like, "Okay, yeah, that's the show. That's the well, show." I mean, what could be scarier than Jamie with a mic? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> itself, right? I mean, dude, I'm just saying we have waited 60. This is our 67th episode yeah. and 66 episodes before then we wanted Jamie on each one of those or one of those. Let's just yeah. say that. And now it's happening. I, I mean, honestly, I know we're about to call him and everything and bring him on the line here, but I just cannot believe it's about to happen, dude. And I don't yeah. think I will until it's already over. You and know? I just think, you know, some people uh, either hate Jamie or you love him. Right. And it, 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 he is one of those people that uh, very misunderstood. Um, also, Jamie, I don't know how to really put this without being rude because I love him to death. But Jamie's good. He's, he's not all there sometimes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and so I think that plays into his ability to control what he says and, and think about what he says sometimes before he says it. But, um, I love him like a brother, man. We, we've done so much together and man, I'm, I'm ready to get him on the line and let's, let's blow this popsicle. Stuff. <laughs> All right. So he is a true <laughs> original and yes, y'all are brothers and Wolfie. I just want to say thank you for getting him on the show, man. Cause I know this is not an easy task. I mean, you worked with him for years to control or try to even pin him down. I know it's tough. So he said it before he's not easy to tie down. So yeah, I agree. Let's just shut up and get him on the line. So we'll be right back after these messages. Hey folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. 
Thanks again. We are back, and as we alluded to earlier, we have got the slippery one himself. Uh, it's taken me 47 episodes. No, how many episodes, Jimmy, are we at? 66. 66 episodes to make this happen. <laughs> Everybody's been asking about it. And, I mean, there's, there's really no hiding. Uh, might as well just go ahead and say, Jamie, it's glad to finally have you on the show. Wolfie, I appreciate it. At 66, I should have waited and came at number 69. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we tried to have you on the one-year uh, birthday show, but couldn't get you there. It had to go with Randy Hales. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Jamie, you, you, won't, you won't really believe this, but he still holds the record for one day downloads, not the whole week, but the first day he holds the record. For well, I mean, I mean, honestly, Randy been around a long, long time. Randy has oh. a, a wonderful wrestling mind. I mean, you know, so if you want to talk wrestling, Randy Hales will be one of the ones to talk to it about for real. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, we've all had our ups and downs and, you know, but Randy, we owe Randy uh, pretty much everything we did. If we would have never got that push from him, we wouldn't have done the rest of the stuff we would have done. I do not believe. Yeah, yeah right. I believe that 100% too. But also to owe him, you owe him, you rode with him. <laughs> I just have to be in his ear a little closer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's good stuff. Hey, I loved it, man. It was great. It was fun. I don't remember much of it. It was fast. It flew by quick. But the thing was, we all, we all put in so much of that. It wasn't just Randy, and he, he admits to that. No. It was me. It oh, was yeah, you, Tommy. It was Doug. It was the rock and roll. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. It was all, a little bit of everybody's made one, yeah. and it made a good one. And it's just like a you know a football team when everybody's competing for that same goal and everybody's on the same page. That's when the magic starts to happen, and we well, got well. Yeah, that's right. We'll see. Everybody was still hungry, like wanting that, wanting to run. You know what I mean? We wanted our run, and Tommy yeah. wanted another run, and Doug. You know, he was he was like the Gilberts. You know, he's part of the family there forever. So I mean, he it was it just it was it worked out very well actually. Yeah, and we all got along, but we also. Also had our issues <laughs> with each other. Like, but I mean, that's life in general. We spent we spent three hundred sixty five days a year together, man. I mean, fucking twenty hours a uh, a day. And only the other four, we were just doing something. But I mean, we were somewhere close uh, for for years, but well, seven or eight years, wasn't? It? And that just happens, man. People get on people's nerves. Yeah, and and me and you actually quit riding together because of it. You know, we just got to where we. And, and I don't think that's a knock really on our friendship. I just think that's just natural, man. It was like, fuck, I got to well, get away. Of course it's natural. Oh, I mean, in life, when you both have, uh, you know, over the top personalities like most wrestlers do. You're <laughs> Plus, I, was a, I was a junkie. I smoked crack and I didn't want to share none. I didn't know if you wanted one or not, but I didn't want to share it. <laughs> <laughs> so I can roll by myself so I can do my own shit. But yeah, so let's, yeah. Let's get rid of the elephant in the room, man, because I know a lot of people. Okay. Saw some of All right, see you later, Jimmy. Of see you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you. The other elephant. All right. The other elephant. That's yeah, okay. We got mad at each other, and some of it was on the internet and, and on different ah. gas and stuff like that. And the thing was, and I, and I want to tell my side, and then I'll let you tell yours. I, I, we okay. we kind of talked about it in Portland that night, but we also kind of skipped over it. So my thing was just, I felt like I felt like you lied to me, 
And I didn't understand why you would just not tell me because it's not like I've never seen you no show before. So I was like, <laughs> why the fuck is he just lying to me? And, and then the other thing just that just blew my mind, and it's still, I really don't understand it, but it's you, it's your prerogative. I don't understand. And, and even some of the other guys that I talked to at these conventions, where's Jamie? I'm like, he won't do these things. And I don't know why. I said, all he's got to do is sit here and sign autographs. <laughs> Everybody just shakes their head. You know, it's so. What, and, I, and I saw your rebuttal on, on another show. And, you know, you said wrestling makes you want to act funny and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. You, you, you say it how you want to say it. I mean, I love it as much as I hate it, and I miss it as much as I'm glad I'm not there, if that makes any sense at all. You know, I mean, it, it was my life. It is our life. It's what we are, who we are. And, but, but man, it just makes me sad when I go to places like that. It, it makes me – it doesn't – I'm not happy because I miss it so much, I guess. And it's kind of like – fuck, I don't know. It's kind of like when I was in jail and they wanted me to go outside and work on a road crew and come back in jail. I'm not doing that. You let me outside, I'm going home. You know what I mean? I mean, I, and so if I go to wrestling, it just makes me so sad that I can't do it no more. And I don't do it. I don't know. It just, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I just, I have to try to let it go, man. You know what I'm saying? If not, I, I just don't want to, you know, I don't know. I don't want to be, I just can't be around it, man. It just changes my personality. It changes who I am. It makes JC ice come out and that dude don't give a fuck about nothing. <laughs> I get in a lot of trouble when that dude's around, man. So I mean, really, and so my life is mellow and it's humble and it's it's it's. I don't know. I don't know. I guess so many years of the shit. I just I don't know. I just can't go around. It just changes. Oh, and and I get that. And I also think um, that you're thinking of the because it's really not the party scene no more. You know, you go to these things and everybody's older. Everybody's, you know, really just, just sitting there having fun. Hey man, how you been? You know, Hey, let's have dinner tonight. And, uh, you know, one of the first ones, the one that you missed, uh, no, it wasn't that one. It was a different one, but anyway, me and, uh, <laughs> road dog and, uh, and James storm and my girl, we all had dinner and it was the, we laughed the entire time. We laughed. <laughs> the, we laughed. <laughs> Doug was saying, we <laughs> and, uh, it was a great time, man. And nobody drank nothing. Nobody smoked nothing. You no, know? I mean, I understand it. I, I guess, I, I don't know. I guess uh, it's not even, it wasn't, the party scene was not even like across my mind. It just makes me sad, man. And it, it just, when I go there, it just, I'm like, fuck, man. It's just, I don't know. I don't know, Wolf. It just, it makes me sad, man. It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> I don't get joy out of it. Because, you know, like right now, retro is popular man and it's it's very hard and that's another reason i think i took it the way i did because you know as well as i know it yeah i can get some of these bookings by myself but they really don't want just me they want pg-13 well, uh, yeah but here's the thing well it, it, it was one of those things i told you i said yeah i'll go and then it went from three bookings to fucking nine or some shit for the same amount of money and then and once i drove to the mountains which was eight fucking hours from my house i thought okay i'm only three or four hours from new york no i was still 10 hours i'm like oh, what yeah. The yeah yeah because, because you know, I mean, yeah, right. But it, busted out all of that just played a part, and plus I had fifty grand of cash in my pocket, and I didn't care. <laughs> that's another true statement there. I mean, that's the main reason I said I don't fucking go here for no nine hundred dollars. Fuck this guy. 
It was all simple. It was super simple. Uh, well, I don't know. Just to me, it just sounded too. I don't know. It just it was just one of those. I just said I just can't I do it. One meal. I didn't pay for her plane ticket. Uh, you know, it was right. They I mean, me. they tried to fly me in, but but I'd already had that mountains thing paid for and booked, so I'm like, well, I'll just drive. And you, once and I drove to the mountains that. later on a couple of days, it was freaking 10 more hours. I'm like, fuck me, man. I thought it was like right <laughs> down the street. Did you forget how to read your atlas? Did you forget how to read your I did pull my atlas out, and it was like five inches long on the map. And I'm like, God, each fucking quarter inch is 100 miles. It's 500 more miles. I can't make it. <laughs> Remember when we pulled into, uh, what what was that town? We pronounced it Turl, and it was Earl. They no, no, we said, Earl, yeah, we said Turl, and the guy thought we said Earl. <laughs> and he sent us 45 miles the wrong way to Earl, Arkansas, instead of Terrell. It's Terrell, Arkansas, not Turl. Yeah. We saw the sign. Yeah, we like, motherfucker. <laughs> no, they weren't the wrong town. I remember one time we wrestled in a town, and the place was packed in Arkansas, and the Buddy Wayne was going to try to beat us and take the belts off us. And we said, we ain't fucking doing that. And we walked through them. People went to Applebee's and got drunk. And uh, it was a good good move because Lawler would have been mad, he said. Yeah, I've, I've told that story on here a few times where Buddy had the popcorn up in the air. What did you bring my dollar? Who gonna think y'all could ever beat them? <laughs> it was that bobsled dude that was an Olympic bobsledder and the, the big muscle dude, Mr. World Class. But he said, Who the hell's ever gonna believe y'all could beat them? He said, Damn. <laughs> you know, the uh the funny thing. And I don't know, I've covered a lot of our stuff, and I don't really want to go back and, hey, Jamie, how'd you get started in wrestling? I don't want to... Yeah, right, right, right. The the funny thing was, and some people know this, some people don't, but you was running around the National Fairgrounds in your little jumpsuit, looking like your dad, and being all brash, and and I was... (laughs) To the show... Never, that never happened. (laughs) I couldn't stand it. I was like, who is this little motherfucker? And for us to yeah. then meet, you know, it, it was not too many years later, uh, you know, probably not even three, maybe before I got in the business and you was wrestling. And uh, then, you know, we started having matches with each other and we clicked really and very great. good matches. I had them on video and very, very high. Matter of fact, I just watched me and me and the medic in a chain match from Central City just like 48 hours ago. And it's a hell of a match. Uh, That's medic, awesome. And, uh, yeah, so Chris put us together and uh, said, you know, you guys should do this as a tag team instead of just yeah, wrestling. Yeah, he did. He wrestling each other. He said, y'all should do that together. Like, see, y'all could be like the new, new breed. Yeah, yeah. And it all worked out, man. Out of everything, <laughs> out of everything we did, I, I really should save this for the end. It would be a good end question, but I, I'm, just, I'm just flowing with it, man. What? Because people ask me this all the time. What was your favorite match? What was this? That's that's such a hard question because there's so many ones for different. Yeah, really. And and like sure where were or whatever. What do What do you think? Like for you is like that's my that's my shit right there. I did that. 
Uh, I mean, shit, like you said, there's so many of them, you know. Like, I mean, I'm just talking about without Danny Davis, when we first started, without Danny Davis matches, we would have never learned to become wrestlers. You know, yeah. people ask me all the time, Who, did your dad train you? I see yeah, my dad trained me, but Danny Davis taught me how to work. Yeah. Yeah, I say that. I mean, he did. You know, he really, he honestly did 100%. Just talk, took me and you and said, you know, he just he taught us the <laughs> right way in, in the ring, in the ring, live in front of people. Yeah. And and before that, even, I mean, think about We got to work with George Weingroff. We got to work with Terry Adonis. Oh, yes. We got to work with Dude. That Barry Horowitz. You know, I mean, these guys, those guys could get down and go, brother. J.D. Wolf, that guy, you know, they don't remember his name, but but by God, them guys could go, man. They they, could, they would kill most of these people up today when it comes to getting down in the ring, man. Yeah, yeah. Who is that, Jimmy? There's some kid or some some new guy or something said that the that the veterans couldn't hang with the new guys who was that hangman page yeah said that. Yeah, yeah he's one well, of those guys. really man uh they would put him in a wrestling hole and they wouldn't know how to get out of it the match be over anyway <laughs> right exactly yeah <laughs> george weingroff in 1971 the year i was born he was a fucking olympic medal winning fucking wrestler and shit man i yeah. mean yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but, but but to answer your question, the but I guess my my match yeah. that I would say is uh, it would have to be PG thirteen versus the Rock and Roll in Louisville. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. That that moment, that moment when that building hit, he. I mean, that was just uh, what a what a fucking pop, man. I mean, for real, that 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 was to me. That is the Andre putting Hogan over moment for me in my career is what right. I feel. Right. Yes, I, I mean I, you know you know what I mean. I mean yeah, that's what I believe. That's the one that shot us to. Uh, above and beyond and then the one with the road warriors shit they didn't want none (laughs) (laughs) you know the funny thing is about that match man it people was a hell of a match for television entertainment yeah how many times have the road warriors squashed somebody and you don't even remember oh my god i remember that that's what i said i said we weighed 170 pounds and 200 pounds Them, them boys killed god and moses (laughs) <laughs> on the fucking on, <laughs> them dudes have beat everybody in the world, so to get beat by the Rovers was no small task. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, yeah. But I mean, it was a hell of a match. It was entertaining as shit, man. Yeah, yeah it was. It was that's definitely it was. And just think, sports entertainment. That's asking. what they wanted. That's what we gave them. They were actually clapping when me and Wolfie came up the fucking ramp <laughs> on the back. They done fired us. We done quit. But they fucking they were applauding our our performance. That is no shit. <laughs> And and like I said, just think, man, we almost walked away from that and would have never done that. Well, we will. Yeah, but 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 we were right for doing that because we got paid the money they took away from us, you know, because they actually took our fucking money when they took them tickets back. Yeah. So when Sean said, I'll make sure y'all get your money every Monday, I, I believe Sean, my dad gives Sean his first start. So I figured, hey, Sean, it's not that Sean owes me, but Sean ain't going to bullshit me. You know, fuck Bruce Pritchard. That dude was a lion. He, he was trying to tell us lines that my fucking daddy made up. Jack off. Wow. <laughs> I mean, for real. I mean, I'm 100% shooting right here. I guess y'all could tell, you know. That old half a face fucking Jim Ross is going to come and, hey, well, will you get me? Let me upgrade your ticket chair, man. You fucking little worm. Oh, he, where's his loyalty? Oh, my God. I heard he went to AEW. Where's your loyalty, motherfucker? Oh, my God. I got me fired up now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for yes. real, you know, that's bullshit, man. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, Jamie, I've learned a lot about you through Wolfie. And honestly, I feel like I know you without knowing you. And right, you know, right. 
Right. Well, I think everybody in the in the wrestling fan wrestling business know that you are a absolute beast when it comes to the microphone. So as far as your <laughs> mic skills, you're one of the very best. And I'll say that to you in front of anybody you need me to well, say. I it appreciate that, man. Uh, thank you. That, that's good shit. I, I mean, I was always my whole life been able to talk. Uh, even yeah. a little kid in school, uh, I was always memorizing songs and you know singing and just always. Uh, I guess you say the class clown. I always had to be the class clown. Yeah. But uh, yeah. also that 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 helped that helped my microphone skills. Yeah, it's true that because I am a spur of the moment dude. Uh, my, my shit hits me right if somebody says something, I can follow. I mean, it just, I, I can't write it down. I can't go be a comedian. Somebody said, you should be a comedian. I said, I can't because my shit is spur of the moment, happens right, right. then. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I can't I can't write it down and make a script out of it because I don't know what it, what's going to come out myself. So how am I going to be able to do that? You know? Right, right. Oh, hey, my pleasure. Yeah. Well, there are going to be a few more here. So hang on tight with me here. So, <laughs> so who, sure thing, who do you? Yeah, who do you think is the best on the microphone? I mean, honestly, I know we all, I mean, we all think you are, but who do you think is the best? Yeah, yeah, besides me being first, I say a close second would have to be uh, The Rock. (laughs) Brother can talk, man. Yeah. Brother can talk. Yeah, that's a good one. But Absolutely. the road dog, Jesse James, I mean, I believe that's that second generation wrestler. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, honestly, Dustin Rhodes could do hell of an interviews when he's talked and wasn't dust, Dusty Butts or whatever he is. Now, Dusty Bubbles, remember her, Wolfie? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But uh, but I mean that second generation wrestlers, I just believe that comes natural. I just believe you grow up watching your dad on TV and the interviews, and then as a little kid, you just start talking and doing interviews in the mirrors and shit and get your microphone. You know what I mean? So I believe totally. that. But The Rock yeah. would have to definitely be uh, one of the best talkers, uh, and his shit is so original and so good, man. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I think y'all still should have been on that Young Rock show. What are you about you, man? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I believe Wolfie probably killed that for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't think that'll ever happen, but uh, I would have loved to have been on Young Rock, little young Jamie, but uh, if I, I would have had to been running around saying, go fuck yourself, and then the wrestlers would give me $5 because I spoke Australian and they yeah. when we first got here, and they would tell me, here's $5, go over there and tell Kamala to fuck himself. So that's probably why I didn't make the rocks episode. Cause I would have to be swearing and it's on network or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. The thing right, was, right. It, you just, if you're a, if you were a Memphis fan and you're watching it because it was the time, the time frame they were doing was when he was there. I mean, Brian was on it, you know, or, or you know, someone that looked like Brian, I mean, the locker room didn't look right without us in it, but no, it didn't. didn't know how that yeah. happened. But whatever (laughs) one infamous well one of the infamous uh characters that was part of our ride uh no pun intended there was the 76 77 thunderbird we had some adventures and just because i've told some of it where'd the thunderbird come from man my mother had a uh after her, my dad split up many years later or whatever. She had got a boyfriend and he bought another car. So he had it in the backyard. And I said, man, let me have that. He said, man, he said, it rains. It, it, the roof leaks and it rains. I, said, I don't give a shit. Let me, let me get that thing. So me and Wolfie towed four spare tires in the back every 
footprint. I kid you, every trip we had four tires in the trunk with on rims aired up, ready to go. Because sometimes we change two or three tires on the way to the show. That ain't no bullshit. <laughs> when it rained, it would rain inside the car. We had this big wide thunderbird. We'd be just sitting shoulder to shoulder, and nobody on the other side. <laughs> it was lots of fun. It was lots of fun. No air, no heat. It was great. We got pulled over by a cop one time, and he said. Where are you boys going in this hunk of shit? <laughs> said, well, we're going to wrestle. He said, I heard you boys don't make $40 a night. And I said, yes, sir. That's what he said. Got a hunk of shit car from Jackson to Humpo for forty fucking dollars. He said, "I ain't even gonna write y'all because you can't afford to pay it. Y'all boys be safe." That's <laughs> 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 good stuff. For those people that don't know, Jackson to Humboldt is what <laughs> thirty miles, maybe. Uh, about a 12 miles or something. <laughs> and we were driving from Nashville to Arkansas. That guy said, ain't no way. Ain't no way in hell when I ride that hunk of shit nowhere. Right. All my car hunk of shit. It was the best one. He said, for 40 fucking dollars, I wouldn't drive that hunk of shit from Jackson to Humboldt. He said, that's good <laughs> And then there was the... We, we, we've been let go by the police many times over shitty cars or dogs got in the pee or all kind of just crazy shit plus just being wrestlers you know wrestling was it was big back then as far as the because you know the internet hadn't killed it yet and tv well that you only had to watch it you know it was uh it wasn't dead yet as they would say right right it was and the last was, run i believe i believe it was the last run the, of wrestling we had the blowout with uh with uh raven before he was raving. And remember, we had to push it over that uh, inner Over the hill, yes, that bridge. That son of a bitch. We ended up leaving it on tra- on uh, Briley Parkway in Nashville. We done put another transmission in and said, man, fuck that car, Wolf. Let's that go. Was we the, took yeah, off walking. final straw, but I'm talking about we had yeah, to that push it. We never that went back. We got the old Thunderbird. We just left her. Did the flood take her away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the flood probably took and washed her away, but I believe it probably been crushed long before that and sent off to downtown Nashville where the big crane thing is and crushing yeah. cars. Yeah. yeah. I believe that's what they'd have done with that because it was truly a hunk of shit. <laughs> and it got like remember? four miles to the gallon or something. It cost oh, like $85 to go to Memphis, and we were and we were making $80 between us. We were still five in the hole before we left. Oh, man. We, we ate a many, many, many 99-cent Wendy's Jr. bacon cheeseburger surviving. You believe it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Wake up the next Randy, morning. Randy told us <laughs> Randy told a story uh, last time he was on here that you made a. We were at Louisville, and I don't know, it had snowed. And I guess they were. He was talking with the building uh, executive <laughs> people or something like that outside, and you wadded up a big hard ass snowball in the head <laughs> while he was talking to the guy. <laughs> Um, uh, I believe that would be a lie. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe I would ever do nothing like that. No, I totally, I could see when he was telling me the story, I could see your face. I could see his face. He said he went oh, off and he was, he's, he's about to fire you and had to, had to cuss you. Oh, you know, he can't didn't. fire me. I'm all, me and you's all he had. He can't fire us. Fuck. <laughs> Who's going to get the coke for me? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right. I mean, hell, hell, this is 2022. Everybody knows what it used to be. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I mean, I probably did do that. But I mean, I believe if you think rightly, though, that was because he made us drive all the way to Louisville just to pick at a sign. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for real, we drove there and fucking stand in front with signs. I'm like, you're a moron. Yeah. So I hit him with a fucking snowball. <laughs> I can just see it busting. I can see yeah. it busting on his head. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hey, you can see him selling with his fingers and his hands on his mouth. And, no, oh, but listen, he, he can't fire me. Uh, Jimmy Cornette told that story that he told Jimmy Cornette to fire me. That the fucking guy just closed his company down, going to come into ours and fire me. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even work for us, you fucking jacked off, and your company just shut down. You ain't fucking firing nothing. <laughs> you know. I've seen Jimmy have to come to my house and build my Christmas presents, so he's, he's below me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, these are amazing stories. I got to get into this one though, because here's the thing: we've heard Wolfie's side. We've talked to Savio. We've talked to a few different guys, and Wolfie has talked about the Armadito story. Now, what I want to hear from you, Jamie, is the middle time. So basically, Wolfie dips. Right. And then, hell, he leaves me fucking for the wolves, man. He leaves me for dead. <laughs> yeah. And you're there. And th- th- what happens at that point? Tell us about that. At that point, I say to Mike Anthony, what the fuck, man? He goes, bro, man, is he lost his mind? Fucking they kill people here. I'm like, I know. And the <laughs> next morning, about six o'clock, this my day, some beating on my fucking hotel door, bro. And I open up the door and they're standing there and they say, we come to kill the wolfie. <laughs> that is his exact word to me was, I come to kill the Wolfie. And I oh, said, man. look, bro, Wolfie's gone, man. He's fucking Vaminos, bro, back to fucking <laughs> America. And he's like, I asked Amigo, he said, you fight with honor. He said, you protect your partner. But he put something in my eye. And I said, bro, I don't know nothing about none of that, dog. I just know that he ain't here. And they came in, they went through all the fucking rooms, and they could see that it was just me. And, and they said, Nothing else. They just fucking left and shut the door. And I said, oh, my God. But I tell you, the, 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 the scariest moment of that whole thing was the night before when that fucking riot team came in. I was like, oh, no, I'm yeah. not going to fucking jail and on this fucking island. Right. So me and Whoopi right. run through the back and try to climb out the back window. And, shit. <laughs> and they're like, no, nah, bro, we're here. Well, no, 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 let me go. We're here to protect you. I'm like, yeah, y'all protected old Brody, too, didn't you? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Y'all protecting me like that. And I was that that was the scariest part. Me and Whoopi's in the ring again for the second show, and then motherfuckers come come in that riot gear and they stand along the uh, by the dressing room door, and I'm like, oh no, man, this is not going to end well. But I ain't going to prison on this island. It ain't happening. That's right. my memory. Is that the, no? No, I don't want to say the biggest memory, but the funniest part of it, if there is a funny part, is that no, it's funny like nail now because we're back here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The dressing room and the and and we see all of them go and we go to the dressing room and you're trying to get out the back window like you said and it's like those school <laughs> windows the ones that bend inward and there's no way you can get out of them or whatever. Oh, there's no and way to get out. I'm trying there. to break the fucking thing off, man. <laughs> you're yeah. trying to bust it or something. <laughs> I have one of them when you crank turn or something. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Then you do the the serial killer hide where you're you the serial killers after you and you go in the stall <laughs> pull your feet up beside behind the, the toilet. toilet yeah under the toilet <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 Jason is fixing to kick the door in and kill you oh hey brother and listen I, I let me tell you the, the very next show right I go back to, we go me and Mike Anthony go to the next show and it's just me working with Mike now because his partner's left and my partner's obviously gone now. And that fucking invader, he's going to call me and, me and Mike. He's going to say, Amigo, 
hey, can I talk to you, man? I said, oh, man. Mike, man, I'm not going. He's like, yeah, man, come on. I'm like, fuck, no, I'm not going to talk to this dude like that. And this is, so we walk in the office. I said, you going to this? So me and Mike go in the office. And look, he starts crying and shit and telling me about, well, you know, with Frank and his son being killed and all. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck, where are we going with this shit, man? Right. You know, right. it was crazy, man. I was like, oh, no. And 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 then he, he we, we sat and drank drinks and he fucking told the stories about it. And he started crying. I was like, oh, my God, what is fixing to happen here? This fucking island, nobody cares. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And nobody cares. This dude's the fucking godfather. I'm, I'm sitting in fucking... The, the Supreme Being's fucking room. And I'm like, oh, this is not a good thing. He's like, your partner, he's crazy, man. You know, people die here. And then I'm like, yeah, I know, brother. I, I heard the story before. I mean, what do you say to this fucking guy? And he's crying right. on me. And I'm like, yeah, he's just crazy, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. And I said, the motherfucker should have sold. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. You know? <laughs> 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 should have sold, by God. Yeah, seriously. I was, I was like, what the fuck? And then, and then Dutch, Dutch, Dutch for a rib two times puts on the TV, Wolfie D return, Wolfie D returns. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, you know, a single match. And he's like, I just did that just for fun. I'm like, fuck you, man. The police report's going to show up. And, hey, look, it says JC Ice on these shorts, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, oh, no. And, and, and then I went back, back one more time. Yeah, yeah, that deal on my back. That was another good story when Wolfie tried to cover me from the police. That cop said, he's right behind that guy right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Wolfie, another Wolfie's fuck up that I pay for. Wolfie's girl gets fucking mad at him, and I go to jail. How, what the fuck, man? Oh man. Well, well let's hear that yeah, one. We go to my mom's and eat dinner and go to a wrestling show because I got a warrant. She's mad at Wolfie. She just calls the police department and tells them I got a warrant. Oh my god! They fuck come put me in jail. Yeah, it was uh, it was one of my Fun ones. Was a bit crazy, and uh, yeah, she was, those she are the best ones. Hell. <laughs> she, she thought we were going out to party because we left my house early, uh, you know, then we, earlier than we needed to to get to the town. So she thought we was going party. We went to Jamie's well, mom's and, and so we get to the building and these cops show up and <laughs> he's got his shirt fucking off with his back. <laughs> To them, and uh, they're saying, "Does anybody know where Jamie Dundee is?" And everybody's looking around like they have no clue. They've never heard that name in their life. Yeah, that cop even said to me in the car, "Y'all got a bomb or something between y'all?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "What am I talking about?" I said, "Look for Jamie Dundee. You got Dundee this big on your back, and nobody fucking knew who you was." I said, "No, sir. And if I had my shirt on, you wouldn't have known who I was." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And another time in life, I was in the ring with Brickhouse Brown in, in uh, Glasgow, Kentucky, and they come because I had a warrant for child support. So they came in the door, me and, and we're standing in the ring, and they came like four or five deep, and Brickhouse goes, damn. I go, look, they're here for me. I know they are. Fight to the dressing room. We fought all the way to the dressing room. I went out the back door, got my car and hauled ass. They didn't get me that time. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, me and well, you got to tell the Brickhouse story then with the fan interaction. We've heard it from Wolfie, and I think it's one of the most legendary oh, the stories ever. Yeah, where you, you start the, the, riot. the Mississippi riot, they call yes, it the Mississippi yes, riot. Yeah. Yes. 
Listen, bro, all I said to that big old redneck was, don't get mad at me because Brickhouse snuck in the window, banged your ugly old lady, and had that little mixed breed kid you're holding. <laughs> Brother, that fucking building came unglued, man. <laughs> Listen, it, it got so much shit afterwards. We came back two more weeks, and the dude canceled the show and quit running. It was fucking packed out. You couldn't put another person in it. He quit running because his grandma was scared. Oh, he said, God. my grandma, my grandma can't take it. These people just think I'm just trying to kill you. Y'all, police literally had to take us in and out of the fucking town. We had that much heat. It was great. Yes. Yes. That's a, that's a super intense situation. You know what I mean? You get in there. you're Well, yeah. The very first time it ever happened, Wolfie was in the ring with Danny Davis in Arkansas. And I fucking said the same thing to some guy. Hey, is that your ugly old lady? You should have left her at home. And brother, here he came, man. And I, I slid in the ring and Wolfie punched some 90-year-old man and stomped him and shit. Some old man in the ring. Wolfie had to throw him on the ground. And I said, Wolfie. He's gonna break. <laughs> <laughs> I turn. I hit the first guy, and then when I turned around, there was that little bitty old man just standing there looking at us, and he wasn't he moving. looking at us. And the toughest thing say, I didn't know. I didn't know what to say. The toughest thing I could think of because I felt bad for him was, "You better get out of the ring." <laughs> <laughs> you better get out of the ring, motherfucker. He, he couldn't get out of the ring. He started coming you, in the ring before we did. <laughs> when you, you grabbed him by the shirt collar, slung him down, and started stiff <laughs> working stomping him. Pretty working stomps, pretty much. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Uh, I thought he had a knife. I was protecting you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, he very yeah. well probably did. Yeah, yeah, he probably yeah, did. yeah, but he, he couldn't have got it out fast enough. Right. I mean, he was literally right. that old. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he was just bless his heart. And Wolfie throwed him on the ground. And listen, when when Wolfie throwed that old man on the ground, that fucking building got real mad. It may have been somebody important because I mean, every summer bitch in the building started coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. And, and then we just went back to working. Man, yeah. yeah, yeah, and we're going on back to the show. But, I mean, <laughs> hey, the show must go on. The show must go on. Hey, listen, we 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 was nailing that big dude, man, that big redneck at first. I mean, we're giving him all we got. We hit him with chairs, and he he wouldn't go down. He staggered once. I mean, like a first shoot stagger. He went to one knee. He said, y'all, y'all couldn't knock me down. <laughs> I said, God, I'm glad he left, man. Oh, Kenny, oh, Kenny hit him with the damn dog chain, and then he finally rolled out. Yeah, <laughs> he had knocks. Yeah, but that was a big old ball. His face looked like the elephant man when he rode out. But. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But but he didn't go down. He, he didn't go, go down. Lawler went down. Ball yeah. squat was climbing the wall in old time jubilee. Lawler. That's <laughs> <laughs> old Troy. He gave me my first wrestling mask when I was about seven or eight years old. He whoa, he came to the house and stayed a days. No wonder I grew up crazy. My dad drug all the nuts home. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors. And we'll be right back with more live and in color with Wolfie D. (laughs) 
Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. I say it all the time. You know, you know, had the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. Well, I've told Wolfie, in my opinion, I thought you guys were the next generation of the Rock and Roll Express. And he said, actually, that was kind of the idea. But with that, you all had Doug and Tommy. I know those guys are legendary as well. Tell me some stories about working with Doug and Tommy. Man, uh, the work, well, work, you know, I'm Tommy Rich. I've known since I came to America when I was four years old. When I was actually four years old, my dad and Tommy Rich, Tommy would have been about 18 or 19. My dad would have been about 30. Yeah. They got me drunk, pierced my ear with an ice cube and some needle, you know, just got the ice ear numb and stick the ice and the needle through it. I'm four years old. I take off through the house. Ah, blood's <laughs> coming and they're just drunk and laughing. And so, known Tommy my whole entire life, literally. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember a time in my so. And then, you know, Tommy went off to Georgia and then my sister married Bobby. So I had, you know, the Midnight Express around all the time, you know, watching them work and just, I don't know that uh, all, a lot of that had to do with how I, you know, I guess why I grew up fucking nuts, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but when, when Tommy and Doug, Doug, Doug was a couple years older than me. And of course, I uh, Eddie, Eddie would stay at one time, quit fucking with the hair on my legs, son. That's why you're a wolfie. <laughs> 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 we, yeah, but uh, Tommy and Doug, it, it was it's just like we said, when we started wrestling, it was like Danny Davis taught us to work. Yeah. And then from there, we went to Tommy and Doug. And then, then you know, well, you know, in between there, we, we you know, they fed us, fed teams you know to get the baby face over like you should and then you know tommy and doug and and then eddie passes away so doug lee so really gorgeous george was it was it has to uh, be credited there a lot you know because it was really tommy and george that we worked sure. with and then we just got, got another run with when doug comes back we get another run with doug and tommy so right but i mean really uh, uh george which he's a wrestling motherfucker anyway so right know. right yeah, and that was kind of like when the midnight switched out with, with Dennis Condry and Stan Lane. You know what I'm saying? You guys kept right, the same. Right. And then, you know, for each generation, they don't, they don't, the generation that knows Stan and Bobby don't even know about fucking uh, Dennis and Bobby. You know what right, I mean? So, right, and then exactly. people don't, they don't even know. Then the ones that know Dennis and Bobby, they don't even know about Randy and because uh, the really original Midnight Express was Randy and Norvell and. Uh, and Dennis. Right, right. You know, Dennis exactly. Conley, Norval Austin, and Randy Rhodes was the original three, you know, and then, so, I mean, if you ask who the Midnight Express is today to anybody, they're going to say probably Sweet Stan and Beautiful Bobby and Jimmy Cornette. Right. Because they're not going to, you know, the, the Dennis part was before cable TV. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, your first appearance, and I'm jumping all over here, and forgive me for that, but, you know, your first appearance is on Raw, you know. Wolfie's kind of told these stories about how you worked at Al Brown, Sonny Rogers, but you were cutting that promo. You were doing it their way and it just wasn't working. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I mean, you know, we come from the, the generation of live Memphis TV, you know what yeah. I mean? And like right. everybody's always said, if you could work on live Memphis TV, you can work anywhere. Yeah. 
You know, you yeah. can take Memphis wrestling to any country, any company, anything, and, and you do our style and it works. You can't bring all their shit to Memphis and think it'll work because it won't. You know what I mean? I mean, Memphis was the Mecca and the homeland of professional wrestling throughout the, 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 the life, you know, until they closed it down or whatever. But absolutely, it, 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 when you think that monitor said ice and had some words and then it said wolf, you had some words and said I and I'm like, wait, 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 what is that, bro? We can't, we can't do it because we don't, we, we, we. We can't, you can't sell my product. Only I can. So give me the pointers and let's go to work. Right. You, you know, I mean, the same as anything this, you know, with the script writing world, it, you can tell that it's script written. And the reason being is because the person saying it, it's not coming from their heart. You can't, you, I, you don't believe it because they don't believe it. You know right. what I mean? I mean, exactly. I, uh, yeah, give me the pointer. The pointers were they were the tag team chance. We were going to wrestle them for the belts and it's this Monday night. Let's go to work. Bam. Hey, you know, smoking guns you messing with the uswa world chat you know just let us do us because right. nobody can write what like like we always say nobody can write what i got especially nobody can write what i'm gonna say because fuck i don't even know what i'm gonna say i'm just gonna <laughs> say what, what what comes to my brain you know what i mean so i'm like you know that's that's but i mean it, the people of wrestling today don't even understand the wrestling of our day and just like my dad would say we don't understand theirs you know what i mean i mean absolutely i guess yeah. it's like everything you must change with time or time will pass you on you know right right man that i I still think that that al brown sonny rogers is a hell of a match and was a hell of a showcase for y'all too because i felt like it really got some stuff over you know recently wolfie actually was the producer on the rick flair's last match and he's talking a little bit about how killer kowalski was telling y'all hey distract the referee on that top rope bulldog but then he's like no i don't really like that but of course he didn't go to killer and say no that doesn't work he did it, but now Wolfie's dealing with some of the newer generation who don't take anything from him and then don't do it. Like they don't <laughs> listen, you know. It's a different world. Well, well, well but, but it's like anything. Uh, if they they only know what they're taught, and it's right. like anything. From a little age, we are taught something, and we only know that to be true or right or wrong because that's what we were taught. And, but but who, nobody's taught these people. Right. So, you know, they only know what they they only do what they know and they think it's right because the guys before them did it because they were watching the match and the ones before them did it because they were, you know, you see what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's one of those where it, it's now officially 100% sports entertainment that is script written. Okay. Right. Right. And that's where, that's where it is. But I mean, but, but, uh, as far as, I mean, I don't know that they, they, they don't give a shit what we say. Just like we didn't give a shit what my dad and them said, you know what I'm saying? As far as off, but, but I, Wayne said to my, my, my tape on my wrist and my, me and Wolfie shorts killed fucking Memphis. Because <laughs> <laughs> his generation would have never wore tape and fucking shorts. You look like basketball players. You don't allow damn wrestlers. Right, you see what I'm right. saying? Totally. So, I mean, yeah. everything changes. And so it's not their fault, but the, 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 the ones that will be successful are the smart ones that do listen to the ones before and take a little bit of that and put it with what they got now and make their own, you know? Yeah, totally. totally. What I was fixing to say, because that's the part that I, that I was kind of disagreeing with you on was it's not so much, it's the respect factor. And I saw it firsthand, both on the TNA show that I did. And then the Ric Flair show, there's a definite, and I've said this since then on here numerous times that, there's a definite riff between the the younger generation and the older that was not there before. We used to, we might not have thought everything they said was was spot on, and and then maybe even found out later oh, they were wrong about that. Even, but we had the respect to 
you know, like I said, I thought it was dumb that I had to get you to distract the referee to do that bulldog, but that's what Kowalski wanted, and that's what I gave him. You know what I mean? Right. Right, right. And, and in a sense, he, that's Killer Kowalski. And so it's, he's in that spot to tell us what they want. Right. You know what I'm saying? So more or less, that actually probably would have come from Vince saying, look, next time they do that, you tell them to get the referee. Got it. Or just Kowalski being old school, knowing you need to draw the referee if you're going to do a massive move like that. I guess you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. because and the respect value is OK, no problem. Right, you right. know, it, it, because because it that, that it doesn't you, you get to do the move, so it doesn't really matter one way or the other. Yeah. you know, if I distract the ref or not, but if that's what they want, then that's what we'll give them. But right. you know, now, nowadays the wrestling nowadays you can tell that they stood in the back and they went move for move, bump for bump, step for step, and if they fucking miss one of them, they don't know what to do. They panic, they flip out, and it just goes to shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why they should just have the pointers. You should just have the the beginning. But we always had well, we always had one open spot, the finish, and we just worked the middle in between. You know, we knew what we knew. We knew the finish, and we said, okay, we're going to start. We're going to open this to get it going, and then from there, we just did whatever came to us while we was doing it. Yeah, yeah. And and the match that uh, I solo produced is basically when they say producer now, agent, whatever, and. I gave these guys, it was a four-way match, you know, some some lightweight dudes. And, uh, I gave them, I, I said, you know, here's what they want for the finish. I said, but here's an idea to build up for this. I gave them the four-way miss that we used to do all the time. That all oh, that's so good. That's so good. That fucking four-way miss is so good. And yeah. then I added to it. And a, a, a four-way make where they end up in a pile in the middle of the ring at the end, and and this motherfucker says to me, and and Road Dog and Scotty Armstrong had both warned me before. One of them, he said, "They're not going to listen." He said, "Just that's how it is now." And I'm like, "Okay." So, <laughs> and I told that, and uh, the the one kid, I said, "What do y'all think about that?" And like three of them nodded their heads, and one dude um, kind of rubbed his hands together, and he said. Uh, he said, "Okay, we'll uh, we'll take that into consideration." Okay, you said you should. You, I would have said, you want me to write it down so you can put it in your pocket?" <laughs> yeah, God, <laughs> go over it a few times. Yeah, yeah. We'll clear the building and let y'all do it once, and make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and those guys, especially the guy he's talking about is four foot, nothing, basically, maybe oh. he's in his five feet, but you know what I'm saying? What that means to me though, is PG 13 would rule this current climate of wrestling. Literally you guys would be, they would, they call them, what do they say? Instant classics, you know, destined hall of famers. I truly feel like had you guys been around today, Y'all are first ballot Hall of Famers. You should be in there anyway, but you know what I'm saying. As it goes, I feel like right now y'all would be literally you would be naming your price in any place you wanted to work. So, and hey, let me say this real quick. Let me say this real quick. Having said what I just said about the riff and stuff like that, Jamie, you really wouldn't believe though, and it's very humbling. Uh, I've told Jimmy about some of these dudes. Uh, at the at the TNA show, I had one of these dudes come up to me, and he's like one of their top dudes. That's like a lightweight or whatever. And he's like, "Man, I just want to let you know, man, I can't tell you how many hours of PG thirteen matches I've watched, man." Blah 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 blah. And it was kind of like, "Wow, okay, thanks, man." You know, well, well, 
But and then, see, here's the thing: you you can't teach that. You can't teach what, what you can't teach what Ricky and Robert had. You can't teach what Bobby and Stan. You can't teach that. It, that is the psychology part of wrestling. That we're they can watch it all they want, but they can never. You can't repeat it because you, it's it come naturally. It was we we knew what the other one was thinking. It it just it, it came together at the right. It click 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 click. Now you can watch all the fucking footage they want to watch, and and I, and, and that, I, I thank you for that. But if if it, you know what I mean, if you can't teach that man, you can't teach yeah. Tiger Woods kind of golf, and you fucking can't teach how we wrestle together. You can't do it. It, it either it is or it doesn't. You know. Right, see, right. I think the internet is actually yes, it's killed wrestling. I hundred percent agree, but it's also opened up uh, people being able to see us that hadn't seen us before because it was you know just the yeah. But check it out, Wilson. Do you remember the first time we went to WWF? There was a lot of people that had fucking articles from Springfield, Tennessee, and for fucking for so I mean a, a wrestling fan that that is a wrestling fan knows who PG thirteen is as far as uh, you know the we long before the internet came along doing the mail orders and all that shit. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, you know, I was so impressed. With I was like, how in the fuck do all these people got shit? Because, you know, what they tell you, I'm a big mark for me. I fucking love <laughs> me. I got every single thing I've ever been on. Newspaper clippings, jail papers, fucking warrants, anything. If it's got my name on it, I got it because yeah. I love me. And, and, and they had things I had never seen. I'm like, wow, I didn't, I don't have this. I don't, I didn't see this. Uh, and so, I mean, the, the internet has definitely killed it more than it ever going to help it, you know? Absolutely. I just, I just, I mean, and, and wrestling fans that were true wrestling fans, they, 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 they know about speaking of in, in that, and it gets off subject a little bit. But Miss Delphia passed away, and she wheeled me a whole bunch of wrestling programs, every single wrestling program from Louisville, Kentucky, from 1976, 77, 79, 881, and 82. Wow. And in these programs are all these autographs of all these stars that weren't stars then. They were first match guys. And I'm grab Terry Gordy's, you know, just people that were just coming through, starting their way in Memphis. Their autographs, because Miss Delphia would go every single week and she would take buy a program, put it in a book when she got home, and she just kept them. And I asked her her whole life, I'd say, Miss Delphia, when you die, I can wheel all that shit to Jamie Dundee. I'd like to have it. And sure enough, she did. And wow. so... All, all of those things, there's lots of trading, like in, 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 in the letters, you know, uh, pen pals of wrestling and, and stories on where Eric Embry went and, and the, the, the Eddie Gilbert fan club. And, and the reason I brought that up was because see, long before the Internet, there was people knowing about other companies, other wrestling places because they were true wrestling fans. And that's what wrestling fans do. People that are wrestling fans are going to know, you know, about our style, who we were, whatever, like anything, you know, the Internet, I believe, just hurt it way more than it has helped. Yeah. yeah. And even at the um, the Ric Flair thing, that bunkhouse battle royal, when it was my time to do the hubcap, uh, the all those GCW guys, which whether I agree with some of the stuff they do or whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, but it's pretty popular right now. And so right. every what one is of it called? I, I was supposed to hit them and, and they couldn't they were climbing over each other trying to, hey, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. You know what I mean? They it was like an honor to take the hubcap. And I was like, yeah. Right, right, right. But I mean I can see that that's it. I mean, fuck. You know, it's like I said, when we wrestling the rock and roll is our I think is our greatest defining moment and the fucking pop on that and then I was thrilled to take whatever they want to give me. That's the rock and roll, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? When we, when we did that WCW DDP, Wolfie's like, fuck yeah, I'll take the stunner off the top rope, baby. I'll take the fucking the diamond cutter off the top, you know. And so I guess you can see that that, that is a that's cool shit, you know. But yeah. I can see where definitely where they, they wanted to be the one to say, hell yeah, I took fucking Wolfie D's up cap, bro. Yeah, yeah. 
GCW is kind of like the independent scenes version of ECW. They do a little deathmatch stuff, and Nick Gage. I had his doll. I had his doll, and and his doll is the fuck you doll, like those little miniatures of me and Wolfie. The, his his yeah. doll has got the, the fuck you, and that's over with me. That's over like hell. Matter of fact, I got it out on my wall. So t- Nick Gage, you made my wall, kid. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sure he would love that. Well, said, he hey, uh, Jerry Dundee's wall of shame. Yeah, there you go. So with that being said, I've told Wolfie we're destined to get a PG-13 actual living action figure. Sure enough, yes, sure enough. I got two right here at my house. You uh, also they are identical to me and Wolfie, but uh, I got three counting the one Wolfie made of me. <laughs> oh, you stole my puppet. That's a, that's another bone. No, no, you gave it to me. You said, you. I, matter of fact, I was watching you when you said to Michelle, you shook your head. You had it in your hand. She goes, yeah. You go, okay. And you turned. And I was like, he's going to give me that doll. <laughs> <laughs> it was with the understanding that you give me one back. <laughs> I did, yeah. But, but, but here's the thing. The guy won't fucking, he won't answer me because you've got the guy pissed off and he won't even answer me to buy another one. So well, I'm like, hey, Wolfie, what you do to the dude? He's all bad and stuff. And it's my fault. I, I, once again, Wolfie did something and I have to fucking reap the rewards and get fucking. <laughs> I don't even know who he is. Yeah. You don't. He's the guy that made the 3D heads of me and you. That's a different. Yeah, that's who made them dolls. Okay. I paid fucking $300 for two dolls of me. I had to buy my own doll. What kind of shit is that? That's messed up, man. Check this out. Literally, I had a guy message me the other day on Facebook, and he's got the CD, the overseas version with our voices in it, and was trying to sell it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro. We all the nations, I'm a lineman in color. Don't diss the man over bum rush your mother. Listen what I'm saying, it's for real, not playing. Farouk is the man, hit your knees and start praying. We are the nation, a domination. He's harder than a rock and he can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you want to get dropped. The boys from the hood are on the MIC. Hey, uh, let me tell you what's funny about that is I I, I, I bought that. Okay, yeah. it, it, it's a German it's a German copy of me and you. Yeah. But I thought the CD was in solid German, so I was uh. like, how did they translate me and Wolfie's song in fucking German? I want to hear this. <laughs> and so when he did, he, what he did was he clipped the clips out and he sent them to me, and I'm like, well, that's in fucking our voice. And I'm like, I don't want that shit. I got a copy of that motherfucker. I'm not paying you twenty five dollars for. I thought it was translated into German, and I wanted to hear me and Wolfie sing the rap in fucking German. So. If it's not German, I don't want it. So then I guess he thought, well, I'll call Wolfie and see if I'll text Wolfie and see if he wants to buy it. Because I yeah. did actually just tell the dude I was going to buy it. And then uh, once he sent me the clipping, really, which is dumb, because if it was in German, I would have already had the clipping anyway. So, <laughs> but he, you know, he sent me the little clipping and it was in English. And I'm like, dude, you said it was German. He said, yeah, they sold it in Germany. I said, well, I don't give a shit about that. You said it was in German. Yeah. So that, that, that's where that guy came from. So he probably just thought, maybe I'll see if Wolfie wants to buy this. The CD, it's a, it's the CD, right? The rap song, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's in German. Well, I thought it was in German, but it's in English. But they sold it in German. I was like, well, I don't care about that. Yeah, yeah. Can we get a little of that in German, fellas? <laughs> yeah, there's no love here. Boom, rock. 
Okay, so talking about GCW, I was leading into this. So you all had an impeccable okay. ECW run. Honestly, not a lot of it's taped except maybe on the ECW fan cams. A fan requested that we watch a match with you and Chris Candido. That was actually an awesome match, wasn't it, Wolfie? Yeah, it was good. It was, I don't know where I was, but yeah. <laughs> you probably he was MIA. You would see it. They see that was once again Wolfie no showed. I had to get beat <laughs> by the Candido. <laughs> so anyway, we've talked to Tommy Dreamer on the show, and he was telling a story about maybe like a motion light and a possible beard trimmer and something to do with me shaving your- my balls with Wolfie's beard balls. trimmer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was all up under the tank and everything, man. I was tank shaving, uh, oh, and uh, Dreamer comes by and he goes. Fuck. Brother DB said, brother's got that thing shaving his balls. And Wolfie goes, hey, that's my fucking razor, man. <laughs> oh, man. He t- and I said, oh, yeah, well, I-, I told you I needed to trim up. He's like, not your balls. Motherfucker, put that on my face, man. I'm not using this thing no more. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up with a free beard trimmer. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's a true story. But, I mean, I was trimming up, you know, for the after party. Right, right. <laughs> so had you done that before and Wolfie not notice? Probably every I time, think. every <laughs> time I ever shaved. <laughs> well, I mean, it's no big deal. Just listen, when I was done, I, I blew it off, banged it. Got the fuck <laughs> blew it off. That's funny. Got the got the hairs out of it. Shit, you know, I cleaned it yeah. up a little. Shit. <laughs> The ECW run. Wolfie works Taz one night. Okay, and there's we can't quite piece this all together because Wolfie thinks it's. I don't somebody. remember that. And then there were some sugar packets on Wolfie's bag, essentially saying that, you know, Taz is going to sugar Wolfie. Did yeah, yeah, right. Sugar- okay, yeah. Was that you that put the sugar packets on his bag? <laughs> I, like I just said, I don't even remember Wolfie ever wrestling Taz. Okay. <laughs> I, think this- I, I don't even, I don't, I don't have a clue about this story. I don't remember sugar. But see, I don't know why he would be in a single match. Just like I don't know why I mean Candida was in a single match. Maybe this was it that nice night or something? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know because I don't ever. I just only reason I know that match you're talking about is because I've watched it a hundred times on YouTube. Yeah. Or I would have told you that fucking match never happened either because I don't ever remember nothing but me and Wolfie working with. Uh, now, now, now the Candido match. Now that I think about it, I wrestled Cronus Candido. That's when me and Mike Anthony went back up there, and Wolfie was still here in Memphis, I believe. But I oh, just okay. don't remember. So no, I don't. It, it could have been me putting the sugar packets on there, but I don't think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. that sounds more like something. So one of the other, one of the ECW boys would do. You know what I'm saying? Because sure, I mean, sure. I, 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 I don't think Taz is tough. What is he? I would have never thought that dude was tough. It's fucking work. If it wasn't work, I don't think he could suplex nobody. Was he four foot four? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There you go. That that must have been one because I absolutely it did happen, but I, I don't know where you were either. Kind of like that was Yeah, right. Your... I don't know why I wouldn't been a, I don't know why they would have said Jamie Wolfie, you're in singles. You know what I mean? They wouldn't I don't ever recall uh, the, the reason I was in them singles is because you was here and I went with Mike Anthony up back up to Long Island, New York to do the wrestling school thing for a fucking month or whatever it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't recall uh, why, why they, because I just remember Douglas and Taz and them working when, when we were there that back in, I just, because I don't ever remember that day, but yeah, 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 there's a lot of days I don't remember back in them times. So, <laughs> well, okay. You brought it up earlier, so I'm going to just go right into it. You 
tried to give something to the world's most dangerous man. Uh, well, so, I mean, it, it's another one of them things. There's a lot of days I don't remember. <laughs> the only, reason, <laughs> only reason I remember this one is I've been told by every wrestler I've ever seen. It's one of the greatest fucking stories in wrestling dressing room history. <laughs> it is uh, uh, Jamie Dundee fucked up with an $800 cab bill passed out in the floor. Ken Shamrock's first day and he meets me. <laughs> uh, I, Al Snow tells that story the best. I've made him tell it to me a couple of times because he, he, he does word for word. He said it's Jamie Dundee fucked up $800 cab bill. But the reason I was that messed up was the night before Tony Williams and Brian Christopher had flew this gangster chick into Louisville. We wrestled Louisville on Sunday for some weird reason. And uh, on the way back, man, cut a long story short, we got pulled over by the police and they took the girl to jail. So Brian and Tony had to get the chick out of jail. So the girl's got a thousand Valiums, a thousand Xanax, and a thousand uh, hits of ecstasy. And so Brian and them really didn't do drugs back then. And, and so they, they start feeding me the drugs, the ecstasy, and the Valiums because the fucking lights were blinking and shit. And I was on ecstasy and I was like, look at the lights. And I'm naked in the backseat of the goddamn fucking truck and they start feeding me volumes and extra volumes and shit to try to get me to shut up because they're they're uh, trying to call the police department to bail this chick out of jail but the chick's still in the car behind us and i'm fucking oh it was crazy because see brian i used to do these dick tricks in the dressing room so brian <laughs> knew i was all fucked up and we were in denny's and he goes i bet you won't do the bulldog and I go, I will do the fucking bulldog. He goes, you want to do the bulldog right here in Denny's? I go, oh, motherfucker, I'll do the bulldog right here in Denny's, goddammit. I jumped up, pulled my pants down, got butt naked in Denny's. The fucking waitress chick, she goes in the back and gets all the cooks. Because y'all got to see this motherfucker out here, man. And I'm out there walking around doing on the ground like a dog with my nuts hanging in the back as the bulldog and going around in circles and fucking everybody's popping like hell. And then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, police are going to show up and ruin the party. Man, <laughs> man. they always they do. The you know? they pulled, yeah, they pulled us over and said the chick littered. Yeah. And the chick said, listen, you fucking hillbilly-ass fucking cop. I am head of fucking so-and-so, like 500 miles of clean road up in New York. I am head of the fucking non, you know, non, no littering trees. So I'm telling you, I didn't litter. And he said, you talk to me like that again, I don't give a fuck who you are, I'm going to put you in jail. And she said, well, listen here, man, that was it. He slammed that motherfucker on the ground, cuffed her up, throwed her in the back of the car, and took her off to jail. But she was part of that mafia family, the Gambinos. She was a fucking Gambino chick. So Brian and them were going, man, we got to find, uh, we gotta, I can't go back without fucking, I got to go back to Louisville. I'm like, I can't go to Louisville. I got to go to Nashville. Got the Raw in the morning. He said, I'll change your ticket. And then, oh, fuck. They, 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 I ended up taking like $3,000 out of Brian and Tony's fucking wallets. And I don't know. I went and gave it away and all kind of shit. I was oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they were like, dude, you took $3,000. I, I gave it to the, these friends of mine named Abby and Best. They fucking came and picked me up. I gave them like 500 and then I gave like a homeless dude too. I just went and gave it all away because I had to borrow a hundred dollars back when I got on the plane. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I got no money. I got no money, and I'm flying to give me some money. So Abby and them gave me a hundred dollars back, and uh, and then they told me, yeah, you had like fucking a big bag full of money, and you were just giving it away. I said, well, what a good dude! What a good guy! <laughs> Santa Jamie. <laughs> Exactly right. It wasn't Santa Jamie. But anyway, Brian turns around, goes back to Louisville, and he changes my flight, and I have to fly out of Louisville. Into, he puts me in the wrong town, and I have to get a cab 280 miles. And, you know, a cab ain't cheap, especially up north. And it was like $870, and I'm five hours late. And then I come in, and I'm just fucking, you know, I'm a Jim 
oh, Jim Ross ain't here. I'm not going to pay that guy. I'm like, bullshit. Says my contract. You're going to pay transportation to and from venue, motherfucker. So pay that. <laughs> and so then I roll up in there like I own the place and pass out. I get dressed first, though. And Davey yeah. Boy and them cover me in shaving cream because they're going to rib me. And they realize this dude is so fucked up. They come and take it back off because they know I'm going to go live on the air with it. And, and so they literally come and undo their own rib. <laughs> no, no, that's incorrect. Yeah. I showered you off. See? Oh, well, I knew somebody. Oh, yeah, I knew somebody showered me off. I, just, uh, <laughs> I thought they'd come and redid their own rib because they always thought because they were going to get so much fucking heat because I was going on the air that way. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then so I passed out in the floor, and, and then I believe Wolfie broke my rib. I believe he was kicking me because I, still to this day I get a fucking pain sometimes. I say, oh, fucking Wolfie, because uh, I believe he – I remember him kicking me in the floor. He said, man, you're fucking ruining our job. Man, get the fuck up. And I remember <laughs> – Mankind came and picked me up and sat me on a stool next to him in the shower. And then he goes, Jamie, I've known you my whole life, man, my whole career. He's like, man, he said, this ain't going to affect my career at all. But, man, you need to try to wake up and get the fuck up, get in that shower something, bro. Man, people are stepping over you. You are so fucked up. I said, man, I shouldn't even be here. He's like, I know, man. I'm like, well, he said, but you are. So I said, Jack, I'm so fucking tired, man. I guess the Xanaxes and shit were kicking in. Hell, the police had done, woke up with the police, beat me in the chest on the airplane with the fucking monitors and shit on me. They said, Mr. Dundee, the plane's been empty for like 40 minutes. Yeah. Said, we think you had a heart attack. And I said, I had no heart attack. I'm a fucking wrestler. And I fucking pulled all <laughs> that shit off, grabbed my fucking bag and rolled on down the runway to the next fucking ride. Yeah. And then I got the cab and then it was just, and so when I just remember, I remember looking at the guy and saying, what's your name, boy? <laughs> yeah. He said He's, he's tied his boots. I remember this. And he says, you talking to me? And I go, yeah, I'm talking to you, shooter boy. What's your name, boy? We'll be calling you around here in the WWF. Mm -hmm. And he said, Ken. And I said, stop, jump up and say, Ken. Listen to that, everybody. This is that shooter boy, Ken. Is that what we're supposed to call you around here, boy? <laughs> and then I throw the land out and tell him, this ain't no Royce Gracie standing here, son. It's Jamie Dundee. It's the WWF. Where the big boys play? I said, get you some of this stuff, guy. I throw that leg out there and everybody pops like a motherfucker, man. And that oh, guy said, holy fuck, man. Who is this fucking dude, man? <laughs> So then when he stands up, I fucking cower. I'm like, oh, big bad kid shit. I'm not going to beat up Jamie Dundee, you fucking bully. <laughs> <laughs> so the next week after that Shamrock thing, we fly into fucking wherever, and he's on the the tram with us, the little trolley thing. And I say, hey, man, how you doing, sir? Jamie Dundee. And then he goes, I know. <laughs> and I said, look at that Shamrock knows my name. I was all, yeah, because last week. Because, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even remember being there, man. I, I just remember... Vaguely, as people told me things, you know what I'm saying, bits and pieces would come back to my memory, but I definitely, uh, definitely just, that was a fucking long 24 hours, let me tell you. That, that's it. definitely one of the tales from the territories. Oh, man. We did a show on, uh, Jamie, have you seen the new show, Tales from the Territories? No, I, I've heard of it. I, I heard of that. I heard well, of it. But like I told you, I don't do nothing but listen to music fucking and watch this porn. Is, this is it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but you could take an hour to watch this. It's everybody we know. And it's stories that. I know. And it makes me sad. You know, I'll cry and everything. So I don't want to do it. No. Yeah, but okay, I will. But anyway, Jerry Jarrett told a story that is kind of getting some laughs right now, but he told it as a shoot. What, what was the dude's name, Jimmy? That he Spider Galento. 
Spider Robert Galento. Gal- Galento that, Spy- that, Spider Galento. Yeah, you don't yeah, remember yeah. Buddy Wayne telling us about Spider Galento? <laughs> he wasn't put up with his shit wearing tape and fucking shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's trying to take over the territory, or and Roy Welch and all this goes. But anyway, long story short is that Jerry Jarrett told a story that this dude hit the ring as a shoot to uh, beat Jerry up with a stick and all this stuff. And Lawler was in the ring and 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 all this stuff. So Jerry Jarrett tells the story that he pulls Galento's eyeball out, literally yeah. all the way out, and it's yeah. on the mat. And, you know, so Lawler has since, you know, said, you know, I was in the ring. I didn't see that. And Dutch is just making fun of it and, and everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which brought me to the well, story. Well, I mean, hey, listen, the Vader's eyeball came out in the ring. Yeah. So right. it's possible. Yeah. It is possible. Yes, but not all the way. <laughs> yeah, it was well, like I mean, listen, It's only on a little string. It's on a little right. fucking vein <laughs> thing. You know? So, I mean, honestly, it's a string. Yeah, it, it oh can pop out. It, oh, my what God. What's going with that is that it's, it's somebody said wrestlers always go for the eyeballs. I did, because y'all do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be trying to poke my eye out too one time. I got a picture. I got a black going. eye. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. How yeah, does Whoopi, that feel? Because I told him he loved somebody. My first yeah. my eye because he said he loved somebody. <laughs> it could have been what, more Yeah, my No, it I said, you love her. He said, I don't love her. You cocksucker. And I had a handful of crack. And I was going in the fucking house to smoke crack. And Whoopi jumped on me fucking pokes my eye out. No. Oh, man. No, no, no. No. no well, no. I jumped off the porch on him, but I never dropped that crack, <laughs> brother. <we> <laughs> <laughs> I never let go of that shit, bro. I bet you, I bet it was still every piece. And then, and then, then listen, then what we did, 2 a.m., he's on the fucking porch. He's hollering, Shay, Jamie, where are you, Jamie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole trailer park told me. The whole trailer park. The whole trailer park, we did. He was on lot nine, and I was down at 14. He's hollering, Jamie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what was that movie about, Jamie? What was that Shane, line? From? Shane. Yeah. That line was from Shane. Don't go, Shane. Shane. Yeah. That's an old Great 50s movie. movie. Yeah. 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 Old 50s or 60s movie. Don't go, Shane. My daddy did that to Jim Duggan when he left fucking Louisiana. Bill said, Don't go, Jim. Yeah. Jim, don't go. Yeah. That's amazing. How is your dad doing? Uh, he don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, my fucking said, how long have you been here? I said, I've been here for fucking all day. You've been here all day? I said, yeah, you owe me 50 bucks. Really? At the end of the night, I was like, you owe me 500 bucks. You remember I gave you, huh, really? I'm like, yeah, how long have you been here? <laughs> fucking guy, he, he don't know nothing. <laughs> Damn. All right. So, okay. How many, times did, he ask, how many times did he ask me and you, well, yeah, am I going to ring with y'all? Where are we going? Yeah. Are we going to ring y'all? Hope we do. Uh, when did uh, you get here? <laughs> Dementia's tough, man. I get it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, fuck. I think he's working. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, he is he's a worker. working dementia. Yeah. Yeah, he's I, a worker. I, and he, I mean, I, my whole life, he's told me everything's a fucking work. Ah, it's a work. It's goddamn work. Shit. Yeah. Concerts a work. Fucking you no. Know, everything's a work. Fucking TV. Yeah. Goddamn eating. Eating's a work. Everything's a work. <laughs> so, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I figure he's working right now because that way he don't have to answer nobody or say nothing. He just says, ah, "Yeah, what the fuck are you doing here?" Smile, yeah, smiles yeah. all down. Hey, I'm like, "What the fuck are you so happy about, motherfucker?" Huh? When you get here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, okay. So Wolf, I know this is kind of going off topic here, but Wolf, I, I got to yeah. bring this up. So 
Wolfie has brought up, you know, we, we actually, you know, I helped make the, the music entrance for you all to the ring and you've had hip hop array, you've had jump, you've had slam, you've had all these great songs. And one time you said you wanted to use trains, drops of Jupiter. Can you explain? Oh my God. And listen, one time I did use, uh, fucking, what was it? I just heard it the other day. And boy, I said, Wolfie got mad and said, we ain't never used this song again. <laughs> in Louisville, uh, it was Millie Vanilli or some shit. He's like, "You fucking, we're not using that. We're not doing it." It's <laughs> like, "Well, damn, why, dude?" But when we trained to drop to Jupiter, that, that that's where I felt. That's where I was at in that time in my life. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, music reflects where I am. It depends on what kind of music I listen to and what I'm doing or how I feel. I mean, for sure. real, you know. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, and I mean, my heavy metal, fucking disturbed and stained and fucking uh, all that hard rock. I'm ready to fucking party. Got my mohawk standing straight up, and, and sometimes I listen to Train Drops, Jupiter, and the Eagles, and I just want to, you know, just hey, cry or something. It, I it get it, man. My side. Yeah, and I get that, and it's not. I'm not knocking the song at all, but is it a good entrance uh, song for PG-13? <laughs> no, 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 probably not. But 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 here's the thing. Uh, uh, somebody said two fucking idiots in a pair of shorts with a hubcap is not a good thing for wrestling. <laughs> so, for, okay. I mean, it depends on who you ask. At that moment, I just wanted to play Train Drops of Jupiter, you know? Okay, good point. Yeah, hey, everybody go- has an opinion on things. Yeah, good point. I get that, man. No problem. All right, right. Wolfie, right, right. What, what you got, Wolfie? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, how, how long have we been going, Jimmy? How long? Uh, about, an hour, about an hour and ten minutes right now. Okay. Uh, oh, hell, I'm going. Bye. That's too long. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start wrapping it up there in a minute. We need to. We need to have you back for sure, brother. So yeah. But oh, I, okay. All right. I just want to say now. Listen part. here. That's like I say. I'm, I'm bipolar. I'm fucking. I don't know. I'm all kind of shit. Yeah. I'm fucking drug free. Except pot. And my life is boring and fucking miserable. I just walk around in circles in my fucking yard. And I don't know. I just uh, sometimes I feel like it. Sometimes I don't. And don't take it personal, Wolf. I love you. But if yeah. I say I want to do something wrestling at that moment, I feel it. You know, I want to do it. And fucking two hours later from now, bipolar kick in and I'm sad. And I don't. I ain't talking to nobody. I turn my phone on. You know what I mean? That's just. Yeah. Yeah. So don't take it personal. You know, but I just sometimes I'm in the mood, and other times I just gotta get away, man. You know. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I, you can ask Jimmy. I get like that sometimes. Doing he this. does. He does. I have to drag <laughs> my, 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 brother, my brother Easy Jesus. My brother Easy Jesus Allen Coe's. You know, he's part of David Allen Coe's family. Yeah. He, he's been begging me for the last year for me and him to do a podcast. He contacted me a couple years ago, you know, and, and we hit it off. And uh, I've got all the equipment. And I'm just like, you know, man, Easy, I don't want to I don't want to start it with you and then just not show up because I don't feel like it and just disappear on you. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I just because that I just know in my life, man. I don't know. It's like a, I don't do nothing. I don't want to or don't have to anymore. You know what I'm saying? If I don't want to, I don't have to fucking do it. I'm not. It's, it's, I don't know. It's not. It's not nothing personal against nobody. It's just. It's just me and me and my demons and me. And I just don't feel like I just want to run away from the world. Sometimes you know, I just want to get away and just be left the fuck alone and just walk around in circles in my yard like I do. <laughs> you know. And there's nothing wrong. And other times, yeah. other times I just feel like getting it off my chest. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing, man. I do want to say this though, like publicly in front of everybody. Like we said at the beginning, some of that stuff, I was half-assed working. I was half-assed mad, you know, just playing around. Fuck, I made a puppet. I didn't even see half of it, though. I didn't (laughs) see none of it. I just heard what people told me and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but my thing is, is we both know, um, without me, there wouldn't be, and without you, there wouldn't be. 
That's right. 100%. We, we had something very special that only happens, you know, every team don't have what we had as far as. That's what uh, I meant by you the, can't watch it and learn it. You just, it is or it ain't. The, yeah. the looks, the, hey, I know what you're fixing to do. We've done this, you know, we knew what to do. And people, um, we, we left a mark, especially in Memphis, which is what I'm most proud of because that's what I came Me up too. That's what you yeah. came up with. But we we were damn good, man. And you know, if you do change, we're still mind, damn good. I, I mean, as far as if you watch our shit today, people even the the shitty wrestlers of today. No offense against the shitty wrestlers, but the <laughs> shitty wrestlers of today, they would watch us and say, "Man, you boys fucking click, man." They yeah. can see it too. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter who you put us with, even if they couldn't work, we made them look right. like they could fucking work. Sure. Yeah, exactly. But I want to say thank you though um, for. For sure, one hundred percent. Thank you. I love you, man. You're part of my family, and you know, and shit, you know, and family members. Just uh, you know, because family ninety percent of the time don't mean blood anyway. Right. Most of the time, blood family is the first one to fuck you, lie to you, steal from you, fucking do whatever, you know. Yeah. But yeah. remember, man, if you do change your mind, there's opportunity for us out there. It to me, it's like a um, almost like a retirement from wrestling. You're getting paid to just fucking to sign pictures, and I'm telling you, it means something to the fans, man. And, and I'm not saying this to try to make you feel bad. Yeah, you know, you know, I learned that on that other show. That I didn't know nobody would even care that I, no show. To tell you the truth, I said it on that other show. I didn't think nobody would give a flying fuck if Jamie Dundee was there or not. And all of a sudden, everybody's mad at me. And I was like, damn, maybe somebody did care. Fuck, I'm sorry. If they care, yeah. I'd like to do it. Yeah. 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 They want, they don't want just my autograph or just a picture with me. If they're going to pay 50 bucks for an autograph and a picture, then they want both the guys that are supposed well, to. Be I there. fully understand. Listen, I fully understand. You know, uh, I wanted my picture with both fucking road warriors, not just one of them. You know right. what I mean? I mean, right. it, it is what it is, yeah. and I fully. But but like I said, with uh, with all the fucking talent and genres of fucking stars, I didn't even think nobody would even know that I was supposed to be there. More or less, didn't show up, and I yeah. was like fucking shocked when I did that other show. And they said they 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 talked to the guy and said he it was the best pre sale he had ever had at his fucking wrestling store or whatever to meet mm. PG thirteen. Yeah, the pre-sale, yeah. I'm like, fuck, I didn't know that. I said, I'm, I'm in shock. I'm flattered. I mean, if I would have known that, I might have changed my mind. Probably not, because that 50 grand in my pocket. I was fucking smart. Yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, honestly, so, I, but I, if I would have known that, it, 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 I may have made a different decision. But at the time, I honestly thought, nobody's even going to fucking know I didn't make it. Yeah. More or less care, you know? Yeah. Right. So I want to say this. God bless Wolfie D. God bless Jamie Dundee and God bless PG 13. Y'all are the goats. So let rock me just on, say rock that. on, man. I love it. I love to, love to hear it, man. Uh, we, cause we definitely didn't get enough credit in this wrestling business, but it's kind of like anything, you know, the, the, the hall of fame. I don't give a fuck. Drew Carey's in it. What the fuck that tell you what, how much it really means. <laughs> right. right. It's and that makes work sense. And it's a gimmick. If the people really got to vote and their shit counted, kind of like the presidency, we wouldn't be fucking going in a recession. We would still have Trump and PG 13 would already been in the hall of fame. If it came to working <laughs> and talent and ability, I mean, for real, there you go, man. There you go. All right, Jamie, man. Uh, do you want to plug anything? I know you ain't got no appearances because you don't want them. <laughs> but if you want, people want to contact you. Or you Start that say, podcast, man. You know? Seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my boy Easy Jesus, he's put a lot of work into it. So I love you. If any of you listen, if you're a music fan such as myself, go listen to Easy Jesus. Alan Coe just dropped a new album called Pimpadelic. And uh, check him out, man. It's my boy, man. He's uh, He's down to earth. He's a real motherfucker like we are. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Well, man. Well, I appreciate you finally coming on, and uh, it's been fun as always. If if I as always entertaining as shit. (laughs) We do one thing with the watch alongs. I I think it would be really cool if we were to watch maybe that uh, maybe a rock and roll match or something, and we we talk about it. I got I got every match we've ever had against each other, and fucking all that. Because we'll be tell you, I carried my fucking VCR to every country or state or town we went to, so I can record the show. That's awesome. I got them all. I got everything. I, there's nothing. Matter of fact, I got so much footage, man, that I, I I couldn't put it in the VCR and hit play. I would be dead before I could play every fucking video I got of us. That's no shit. That's no shit, man. That's awesome. All right, buddy. Thank you again. All and, right, man. Uh, guys for listening thanks again jamie for being on wolfie d as always you hooked it up brother so what we're going to do is our normal current affairs segment is going to be postponed this week and we're going to do something special for halloween it's the top 10 horror gimmicks so we'll be right back with a modified current affairs dj hit the music it's a current All right, we're back with the top 10 horror gimmicks, non-current affairs, but it's part of where current, you guys get it. It's just, we're going to say our top 10 horror gimmicks. It's Halloween. And we're we're being festive. Exactly. And that's what's important on the holidays. Right. So, okay. We're not going to do our normal full show of this, but it is going to be a really quick, cool thing here. So go ahead and start us off with your number 10, Wolfie D. All right, my number 10, a lot of people did not like this, but I'm going to tell you, go fuck yourself, because I liked it. Um, People might think I'm crazy. This should maybe go on the top 10 worst horror gimmicks, but (laughs) I'm going to say The Demon, because I'm a kiss mark, and I loved it. And as a little kid watching Memphis Wrestling, I dreamed, I'm not even joking this, I would dream that Kiss would show up on Memphis Wrestling and like be wrestlers. Oh, dude. And they're so built for it, especially with the Road Warriors and Sting and Ultimate Warrior, all the painted guys. You know, that being said, though, you know, that that would be a great. I love that gimmick. Dale Torborg, I don't know much about him. I know he's a baseball player or something, but yeah, dude, he just looked like Gene enough in a paint, right? Right. (laughs) Just cool looking and it's too bad they booked it incorrectly and i'm not sure what correctly would have been but uh right right (laughs) yeah well that's a great one my number 10 is a buddy of yours and it's actually a family member and a buddy from what i've learned did this gimmick a lot in japan but also in memphis and that one actually i think he got sued or was gonna get sued but anyway this one is doug gilbert and tommy gilbert the nightmare freddy gimmick yeah a good one that's a good one i i intentionally left because memphis had so many there was leatherface you had jason you had yeah, yeah all that i intentionally i mean i thought of those but i just my my specifics on what uh, you know qualified my list i just didn't go with stuff that was a straight Right. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I like that, but you know, I love that Memphis had the slasher gimmicks. You know what I'm saying? I just love that. So. Okay. So my number nine, and this could be one you might not call horror, but I always thought it was scary uh, and ominous. The mix between Mad Max and Jason Lord, yes. uh, especially, I can't remember the first guy that did it, but Sid did it really good too. So I always liked that, especially 
I don't, you know, Lord Humongous was basically just somebody that worked Lawler, but it worked. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. And I mean, it was definitely a cross between Mad Max and Jason. Definitely had that vibe. And I mean, dude, he's a monster. So I love it. Well, my number nine is your buddy, another one of your friends. I think they say fangin' and bangin' with yeah. Mr. The Brood's leader, Gangrel. I mean, yeah. if, if there were a real vampire in wrestling, Gangrel would have the rights to that. I feel like he had the teeth. He had the look. Man, what a cool. He, all the time. he wears those teeth 24-7. Yeah. He pictures. And I think he's got the retractables and made for his mouth and all that stuff. So he's the real deal, man. I mean, <laughs> he is a vampire, right? He is. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, my number eight is where we're at, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, my number eight um, is the Disciples of the New Church. Oh, dude. Yeah. That is because we did some really cool stuff, man. We had uh, the blood of the odd dad that we came up with. It was like, we're, uh, it was a little container that I used to keep my weed in, and we and it had a dragon on top of it, and then we filled it with fake blood and held people down, and um, Mitchell threw some sort of thing on their forehead with blood and you know we did cool stuff we hung uh raven cm punk and julio De Niro from the balconies i mean we were in yeah. evil so i think we, yeah. we qualify absolutely i i agree you are a definite top 10 i'll say that not yet on mine though so number eight for me a lot of people put him in a pair with the probably our main guy here but i feel like he deserves his own listing on the top 10 horror gimmicks and that one is percy pringle paul bearer yeah i would have i would have uh not thought that you would have used him alone yeah um, but um, I, I mean he was uh very spooky as as uh as the what the fuck did they call paul bearer sorry <laughs> I, could, I could get percy pringle out of my head yeah yeah I'm with blonde hair well, I'm a manager guy, you know, so of course. <laughs> true, true, true. All right, so we are at my number seven. Yes, sir. Um, mankind. I don't know how to lead into that one any better than just Mankind. I mean, the yeah. promos with him rocking back and forth, and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, not to mention the style of wrestling. And yeah. He did it well, man. He really did. And it was a really cool gimmick. I love that he had those, you know, he was down in the basement in the in yeah. the boiler room and stuff yeah very cool so well my number seven is very it's actually one of the more current names that really seems to have everybody focused on him right now he's been husky harris he's been Wyndham rotunda but to, most people know him as bray wyatt aka the fiend dude i just feel like this guy gets it i feel like he's an old soul obviously he's comes from third generation you know he's you know mike rotunda blackjack mulligan i mean jamie talked about it earlier about second generation guys third generation guys are even more ingrained you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying anyway that one's my number seven bray wyatt okay so we're at my number six <clears throat> my number six you already said it wrestling's vampire gangrel oh yeah he's great well since we're doing that my number six is your old buddy again you know this guy i know you got to know him when you were living down in florida i thought he played a great character he was his own dangerous dan but at the same time 
I think he did this character so well is based off of Max Cady from the Cape Fear movie, the, especially the Robert De Niro version. Now, again, my number seven, Bray Wyatt, copied this guy a lot. And this mm-hmm. is Dan Spivey's Waylon Mercy. I just thought that was such a great gimmick. Yeah, absolutely. And Dan's a scary dude, man, just in person, man. Yeah, yeah. As much in his his younger days, but just as he's gotten older, man, he's kind of gotten more grizzled looking, and he's he's a scary dude. He's big as shit, dude. Awesome, awesome yep. dude, though. Awesome dude. Uh, what are we at number five? Yes, sir. All right, my number five. Uh, I really like this just because it was creepy and way different than anything else that uh, I think wrestling has offered. Very original. Uh, the Boogeyman. Oh yeah, it's a great gimmick. I I, I don't get the worms, but hey, I don't have to put them in my mouth. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It's gross and scary. And he seems to be evergreen. I mean, they've definitely figured out a way to not have him wrestle, but have him around. And and it's good for him. I I always like to see the guys get on there and get paydays and stuff. And I feel like he's probably always got a place in WWE. I don't know if he's like a Hall of Famer or anything, but at the same time, it's good to see that, you know, that look is really cool, you know. And so my number five, a lot of people are going to question why he's so low on the list, but my number four through one, I think have to make room for it. So number five to me, he's the big red machine, the mayor of Knox County. His name (laughs) is Kane. My God, it's Kane. My God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely has to be on this list. That's not the same number as mine. Uh, (laughs) Definitely has to be on this list of, of creepy characters. Yeah. And definitely a Hall of Famer. Oh, 100%. Fix them potholes. <laughs> Anybody that drives through Knoxville knows. <laughs> <laughs> My number four may surprise you. But I think it's creepy as hell. And it's the only woman on my list of Sue Young. Oh, yeah. Hey, that is a great gimmick. And honestly, one of the bright spots in Impact Wrestling, in my opinion, you know. I think that whole, you know, the ring vibe and the Japanese horror film vibe and, you know. Oh, dude. Call. Now, I don't, I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen her wrestle in that gimmick, but I've seen her wrestle, you know, back before she ever started that. And I thought she was pretty good. So uh, I'm going to assume she's pulling it off. Well, I, I'm going on the look on that one of just, that's, that's pretty creepy looking. Yeah, that's a great one. And unfortunately I didn't have her on my list, but I totally agree. She's a great one. So my number four is actually probably my favorite gimmick of all time or one of them. And I feel like it could have had so much more to do. Maybe they just thought it ran out of steam. You know, Charles Wright is a great guy did comma he did you know the godfather and all that but to me my favorite gimmick he ever did and one of the favorite gimmicks of all time for me is papa shango i love that gimmick oh my god um this list was a little bit hard for me because you know i love gimmicks and that's oh yeah favorites too then there was just other stuff and i yeah because that one was definitely on my list and right when we were talking about boogeyman it started making me think of that and i was like to myself i'm thinking man i didn't put that on my list (laughs) yeah to me it would be my number one but i'm being kind of reasonable here and i know what my number one i know what yours is probably too but anyway i thought he made a good number four because my top three i think are stellar so we'll just go with that so okay number three yes yeah my number three we've already talked about kane um 
not much else to really say there. Me and you just had them ranked a little differently. Absolutely. Yeah, not much else. Well, my number three is a former guest of ours, and we would love all of these. You know, if they're living now, we would love all of them to be on our show. You hear me, Doug? You hear me, Gangrel? You hear me, <laughs> Dan? And whatever all that but number three is an actual guest that's been on our show when i was a kid i thought this guy was so legitimately evil Mm. i really believed that he could kill dusty Rhodes, that he could drive a golden spike through anyone he came across his bigger you know time with this character i've learned later came in the florida territory and championship wrestling from florida but I think he kept it, you know, even through the Dungeon of Doom and everything with Kevin Sullivan and the Prince of Darkness. I thought that made sense for him to be number three. That's that's a that's a really good one. It really is. I didn't. I, I also another one that I thought about um, was that one. Um, yeah, but I, I, mine are more gimmicky than than even that was. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and there's a. Uh, who did I just have in my head? Oh, yeah. I bet you don't have this one on your list. And I'm just going to say this as an honorable mention because I guarantee you, you don't have it on your list. But I, I was seriously debating Abdul the Butcher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's Dude. Hell. He was scary as hell. And he was bloody and he would jab people with forks. Dude, that's a legitimate I, horror gimmick. I, yeah. Yeah. But, all right. So we are at what? Number two? You're number two. Yes, sir. And so I will be honest with you, man. And I'm just going to go for it here and call me crazy. But my number two is The Undertaker. Oh, okay. Here's here's why. I'll just have to give you my number one in a minute and then kind of explain. Because I, I really didn't know which one I wanted to go with there. Yeah. On this. Okay. Go ahead and give me your number two. My number two is could have been my number one in my heart, but I know it's probably number one in your heart too, is Father James Mitchell and the Disciples of the New Church featuring <laughs> featuring my main homie Slash. And yeah, we dude, did some fun stuff, man. Some dude, your music some evil stuff. You guys had characters coming in and out. Every one of them worked. I mean, honestly, it was the reason I watched early TNA. I mean, I was buying pay-per-views just to watch mainly y'all because it was some great stuff. And then honestly, when, you know, everything came about, you got, you got a TV spot, all this stuff, loved it, loved it. You were a great fixture. I think it elevated your career or it maybe even just took it on a different path. Yeah. But, you know, dude, I just watched this recent show called Impact and 60, and it's just a brief one-hour show where they play old matches from TNA. And the whole show was to the Disciples of the New Church, and you were in every match, man. And y'all go back and watch some of those matches. I know a lot of our listeners have already watched these matches and understand, but y'all were great, and I'm yeah. going to stand on that. So. So I'm going to give you my number one. And then, like I said, I'm going to talk about my number two and why I kind of flip-flopped them here. And and people might think I'm crazy, but number one is uh, Bray Wyatt, the fiend, whatever you want to call it. Now, the reason I'm giving it to that, because some of these promos and these promo codes and some of this stuff has made it even that extra creepier. Uh, I even think the Firefly Funhouse made it a little creepy. Um, And I honestly think, that if if he continues on with the number of years that the undertaker did this is this generation's undertaker oh yeah totally and 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 i just man it's hard for me because you know 
I think why I took The Undertaker down, because there was a point in there, like I like the Ministry of Darkness shit where they were crucifying people and stuff like that. Not so much the American Badass Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it kind of, it, it, I love the very first Undertaker, you know, all that stuff. But when it hit there, it kind of just went, man, y'all are turning into a real person. Right. You know? and, right. and then he went from, he went from, you know, this mysterious dude to American Badass. Oh, Mark, you, you start putting his real name with it you know, Mark Calloway. And then, then you go back to the undertaker. Well, at that point he's getting the love out of uh, respect for his, for his time tenure and his legendary status. I think, you know, not to say that he didn't kind of go back to the old undertaker, but once it went to the American badass, it lost it for me. I still appreciate it. Still love it. Still think it's one of the greatest gimmicks ever. But to me that took away and that's why I swapped number two and number one. Cause, and I mean, hopefully Bray doesn't have this in his career where he has a speed bump in his horror style, but you know, that may eventually happen if he has a long enough character. I totally agree and cannot disagree with that. My number one, obviously is the undertaker, but at the same time, I feel like the undertaker is what he is because of the horror gimmick and the American badass would have never happened had he not been the horror gimmick. So anyway, I know that's kind of just arguing something that we both technically agree on, but my thinking is, is I totally agree. But at the same time, the, the overall peak of his career was totally the dead man. And yeah, you know, I almost, I think I was out of watching wrestling that much when he was the American badass. I feel like that was kind of a little bit post the attitude era. Yeah. you know, it just kind of had died out a little bit. Now I was watching more like ECW and the underground stuff at that point. But with that being said, there's no wrong there. There, You're not wrong for making Bray Wyatt your number one. I'm not wrong for making The Undertaker because I feel like in the sense they are going to be seen in the same light yeah. when it's all said and done. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, exactly. And we're just making a little goofy Halloween list. That's yeah, exactly. Fun and- I kind of argued with myself on it. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go the opposite way that everybody thinks I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to piss off Mike Jablonski because, you know, Mike Jablonski's pissed off all the time. Oh, is he? <laughs> my honorable mention is Dan Housen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, he's just, yeah. I mean, it is a great gimmick, but he's just not a good wrestler, you know. But he's definitely not scary. <laughs> no, he's very nice and very whatever. Evil. What is it? Very yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Mike, I'm sure you've already clicked stop now, so just deal with it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, the Dungeon of Doom and all them, you got to put them on there. But, you know, I, I wanted to have Doug on there because I thought the Nightmare Freddy gimmick. But explain that a little bit to me. You're saying his dad did the gimmick more. His dad did it uh, from from my understanding, his dad did it more than, or he started it, and then okay. Doug over in Japan, I think. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. I I just thought we would have a little fun. We of course were planning to spread this out over a whole show, which I think you know Jamie was the right choice anyway. So <laughs> hard to go around that. Yeah. Begun. <laughs> but anyway, I hope everybody has a safe Halloween. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, trick or treat and smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. <laughs> or uh, uh, 
for Jimmy across the street and even even Jamie Dundee. Y'all have a happy Halloween and thank you again for listening live and in color with Wolfie D. And now a word from our sponsor. gentlemen welcome to give me back my pro wrestling the podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today jimmy street and the plastic chic jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world from thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise this team does it all and all they ask is give me back my pro wrestling Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. It's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, They can find me on Facebook. Uh, My personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. I got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging. Don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving in color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD. And I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been 
and what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping. Wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while and you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks from over one or later. Not here to play games, so you better beware. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Like the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Ruby D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.